Welcome, everybody, to the Between Two Wheels podcast. We're doing the Vuelta edition. It's been a while. We've got someone in the lead who we should be talking about, and I haven't done a single episode. So we'll talk about that. Stages 1 through 11 are complete. We've got a time trial. We've got we've got an American in the lead, people. Let's talk about it. But first, how about a Tour de France intro? The number of people have been upgrading. Yes, there you go. You see the graceful loom that you were talking about before. The race we've got yet again, and a victor then goes victory to an American, Andy Hampton. The belt go by. He looks at the Colombian rider. How are you doing? Straight past Santiago Patero, and he's coming up to Pantani. Armstrong is. Uh, the last few hundred meters as we come towards the finish of this monumental stage in Armstrong. As we start to approach the line now, Pantani fits it deep and accelerates and over the line. He's going now to win stage number 15. Sepkus, an emotional finish from Durango in the USA. Sepkus wins. I should probably uh, update the, uh, the intro. I, I think I'm playing right now, and it's not doing it, so uh, I'm, I'll, I'll have to update the intro to do a Vuelta analysis. Um, or, you know, some stages. I, I've got to do some, but but I thought before we did that, I'd give you a quick uh, update on me. Uh, sometime mid-August, I was doing some working out, and I I'm pretty sure I, I um, bulged a disc or herniated a disc or ruptured it or something. And it's been problematic. So I'm finally getting into the doctor, been doing some things. So just sitting at my desk like this uh, is painful. So <laughs> that's that's what I have going on uh, for me. So I thought, look, we, we have um, Subkus does the Giro, does an outstanding job for Remco. I'm sorry, Remco. Uh, Primus Roglic um, wins that. Obviously, Roglic wins that in the, the final time trial over Garrett Thomas. Uh, and SEP does an exceptional final time trial. Um, I did an analysis of that too. I broke that one down because I think it's important when we get into kind of the stage nine yesterday of SEP Kuss doing a time trial and his abilities to do so, right? So what, what you have from there, I did a breakdown because I had the time checks. There was a flat portion, eight or so, nine miles prior to the climb. And he did well. He was actually doing well. And then SEP blows up the final climb in a good way. And I think he was like six or so overall. He was in the hot seat member for a little bit. So he did great. Now it's at the end of a three-week tour. He does great. He does pulls out a time trial. He he does a decent um, overall GC, you know, for Sepkus. Goes into the Tour de France. Now he's top 10. He's been doing great work for Vingigo. Uh, Vingigo obviously goes on and wins it. There's a time trial there. Sepkus actually does find fairly decent in that. And um Going up the Kill de, de, de la Lowe's stage, Sepkus has a bad day. And I don't know if he has a bad day so much as maybe it was planned. Just the, the dynamics that took place there were differently. And Vinkigo go up, goes up the road. Sepkus loses a decent amount of time. Kind of drops from, I think, 6 to like 
10th or 9th or so. And with that, um, kind of sets himself up. Well, he's still looking to be in the top 10, still talking about the Tour de France here. Uh, with that, he has a bad crash on stage, like, uh, what, 19, 20 or so, cuts his face up pretty good, drops out uh, kind of from the top 10. I think he's 11th or so, 12th. Uh, and we'll break that down uh, as to where he exactly was there. So with that in mind, now we have the Vuelta. He's doing three grand tours. This is something only Adam Hansen typically does, uh, used to do. Uh, he was a writer from Australia. He's actually head of the writer's union type of thing. And he was famous for just doing, he said he wouldn't really train much. He would just do grand tours. That's all. That's all he would do. So um, stellar. Good for him. Um, you know, I no one's really in here yet. And I, I really hope this is uh, the audio is coming through just fine. Um, yeah, it looks like it is. OK, so with that in mind, now we come into the Volta and you have the, you know, so the Volta sets up to be kind of an amazing thing. You don't have Pogacar, but you have Primus Roglic, who just won the Giro, who won uh, the, the Volta in 2020. 2021 was it 2019 as well um he's won the he hasn't won the tour de france he was, came very close there in 2020 covid year just gets beat by pogachar uh you had last year um you had jonas vingago who won the tour last year he won the tour this year uh you have roglic who won the vuelta i mean the giro this year you have garrett thomas who was second in the giro to uh, only you know getting beat on the time trial to roglic this year in the giro uh who's won the tour de france before and then you have Remco Evenepoel, who was leading the Giro. He's he's been uh, world champion. He won Liège, Bastogne, Liège, uh, multiple times. San Sebastian, what two or three times now, uh, and won the Volta last year. So you know, uh, Roglic had some difficulties last year. Didn't win the Volta because what did he crash out or got sick? I don't remember which one it was, or just didn't do well. We'll we'll take a look at the the results here. And and so this race is setting up to be quite exceptional. And now what you have 11 stages through, I'm just, you know, breaking it to you here. It's Sepp Kuss in the lead. So um, now Sepp is put into a place where he has to watch his P's and Q's all the time as far as like being up in the front. And I think it's important. I think this was the best scenario going into one of these races because uh, Sepp has said over and over, everyone's like, you know, GC Kuss, it's been quite the thing. And everyone's saying, hey, can he ride for the Grand Tours? This is this said in the, the Giro when he destroys everybody on the climbs. It's said in the Tour over and over years ago. It's said in the Vuelta because he's done that one as well. Remember, all the seven Grand Tours that the Jumbo Visma team has won since their reinception from the Rabobank to now Jumbo have been under the guise of one person consistent there, which is Sepp Kuss. He's been in the Vuelta wins for um, Roglic. Remember that first year that Roglic won it, he had Sepp and Nilsson Palace. Then he's been in the Giro for Roglic just recently. And he's been in the Tour victories for uh, Vingago. And he's been in all the, the Vueltas as well. So it, he's been the one key ingredient. And yeah, they, they make a joke. Uh, Roglic actually does about, oh, you can't win a Grand Tour without Sepp. Perhaps so. So the question has always been, can Sepp Kuss be a Grand Tour winner himself or even a leader? And he's kind of said, hey, hey I, don't, I don't really want that mantle. Um, maybe if I went in as co-leader with a sprinter so I didn't have the pressure on him. This race has put him into the lead, and we'll talk about how it got there. Well, it was stage six uh, win. He gets up in a break. He's got two teammates, three teammates, I think, with him at the time, and they, he destroys the last climb, just gets rid of everybody there, um, comes into the lead, and then and then actually uh, takes the stage win. Lemmy Martinez comes in, has the, the GC lead, but then the next few days, uh, he uh, Sepp is able to pop him off and they're, they're get over on him, and Sepp stays up with the front group. 
and he comes into the, the race leader's jersey. It's the perfect way. You've got Vingago, who's not quite on top form. You've got Roglic in there, who's looking superb. So the pressure isn't really there because if, if something goes wrong, he's even said it. He had a time trial yesterday, and he did exceptionally well. And he's like, I had no pressure. I'm, I'm in a position where and, – and so my point of this being it, it, you're going to get more pressure as the time goes on, but I don't think you're going to feel like you're letting down your team. One, you've done more than enough over the last few years to be um, – and, and matter of fact, I, I was watching the 2020 race. I think it was stage 12 up the Angrelu of the Vuelta and where um, uh, Roglic is having trouble. That's where he barely beats Carapaz, and he, and he does a great job at the end. Sepkus kind of lets him down over the Cotavilla, the, the stage, what, 19 or, or 18? It was a, a re- little bit reduced because of COVID. So they only did, I think, uh, 17 or 18 stages. Point is – uh, that stage, um, he he loses 20-some seconds to um, uh, Carapaz over the top there. But um, Sepku saved him on the Angrelu. He's just sitting up the whole time. You can tell Ruglitch is having a, a difficult time. He's, he's kind of waning in the last parts of that uh, that tour. And Sepku does everything he can to keep him up front. And it looked fantastic with him uh, up the Angrelu. Point being, is, there's been points during these stages over these the, the careers of these grand tours, the SEP has been there where he's more than helped win, uh, save the day for the team. So with that in mind, and, and by the way, not only just like saved times, but he's gone to the front and destroyed people, allowing his team leaders to get more time as well. So he's put them in the offensive. He's helped them on the defensive and he's done, he's more than made his money for that team. And they are more than indebted to him. Point being, if he goes into this and he, he starts to falter. Because what we've got to look through is three-week Grand Tour. There's three of them we have going on the Giro, the Tour de France, and the Vuelta a España, the Tour of Spain. And with that, Sepkus is doing these three, right? He's doing three of these uh, for the, the season. And uh, for the, yeah, for the season. And with that, he may have some lo- fatigue that really sets in. And with that fatigue, it could be a problem, um, you know, coming up the later part. Sep has always been a good rider uh, in the last few um stages of the of the Vuelta, the Tour de France, the Giro this year. So he doesn't, he's not one of those riders. This is why we've talked about, hey, could he be a GC rider? But he's sat up at times too. But I, I will say this, uh, the thing that's different too now is he gets to feather his way up these climbs. He's never been in that opportunity. He's always had where he goes and he sets, lights it on fire and he blows himself out. And then th- this is one thing I brought up multiple times this year for uh, the Tour de France, which was, he would drop everybody but Yates, Pogacar, uh, Vingago, and then they would go on up the road, or sometimes it was Yates. And anyway, but then he would sit up, and then with Rodriguez, he would like come in. So he was he was always in that next tier. And I'm like, if he hasn't is he if he hasn't do, been able have has isn't <laughs> required to be doing all this work, he's going to be fresher to be able to sit there and go with them. And he still looked pretty good. So I think his ability now. And we'll we'll walk through all the stages and kind of talk about this, but I think he's in a good position to actually be a lot of trouble for Remco. And I think Remco before the time trial, Remco said, um, "Oh, he's just an outsider. I don't really think much about him." You know, basically thinking he's going to put in two minutes on him on the time trial. And when he didn't do that, now he says, "Oh, yeah, I'm a little worried." Uh, yeah, because he can climb, and um, Sepkus just likely won't have the the bed. No, we don't know. We don't know what's really going to happen. So it'll be. I think the thing that could bring Sepkus down would be his own team, where they're trying to play the dynamics, <clears throat> and they're going for the cutthroat. 
And to do so, they're going to launch one guy while launching another one in the effect of trying to get rid of Remco and possibly blow two riders up to spring one rider, and he may not be that rider that gets sprung, right? I'm thinking uh, Roglic. And the reason I'm thinking that is because you've just seen a little bit of um, Roglic has not put a step wrong. He's been better in the time trial. He has been a little bit better on the climbs. Vinigo has had a little bit of a trouble. Um, you can just tell he's not quite where Roglic is. And in the last time trial, he wasn't where Vinigo usually is. So that's the only reason I'm saying that. But when these big long climbs come, you never know. Also, um, Sepkus does really well over multiple, multiple sta- stage and, and, and tough climbs. That's the one way that the, the Roglic team and Vinigo, I think that's where their strength lies. And that's where they were trying to get rid of Pogacar during the Tudor fronts. Uh, was the the multiple stages of, of multiple climbs, the heavy duty stuff? We just went through stage eleven today, and it was looked like super super easy for uh, the GC riders. And and you're like, it was boring, okay. But, but with the boredom is is a benefit to Sep. It's just one less day where he has to basically be put in charge and to be able to um, you know hit him. Okay, so let's go right to. Um, the start of the, the Vuelta here, it was a stupid, stupid uh, stage one that they had, which was to put the riders into a position where they're going late at night. There's rain. It's a team time trial. Uh, and DSM comes out on top. Now, DSM comes out on top. You've got movies. Uh, let's go to the is this the results here. Um, okay, stage one results. DSM does come on top, but I thought, uh, oh, Sudol. There they are, fourth place. So you had Movie Star, EF. Uh, Sudal for Remco, they did find Groupama. Da, 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 da. Uh, I don't know, there was something that happened to Team Jumbo uh, along the way where they kind of they were sitting up and then they were waiting. I don't know if it was a, a like a mechanical with um, um, what's his name, Vingago, I think is what it happened there. Where are they? There they are. So they came in 32 seconds down and basically almost uh, 30 seconds, uh, about 26 or so off of. Uh, Lado Sudal and Remco. So immediately you had the DSM team. Uh, Malizi is in the lead. And then we go to stage two. We're just going to knock these out real quick. Hey, Victor, how you doing? Um, sorry. Yeah, cycling is awesome. Um, by the way, got got a nice little Tour de France mug here. Courtesy of our buddy. Oh, can't even show it. Courtesy of our buddy, Victor. There you go. Thank you, buddy. I'm drinking coffee with it. Anyway, Victor, we're doing the Vuelta. Glad you, I'm going to try to at least do some stages. I, I um, catch up on the beginning part, and you'll be able to see kind of why I haven't been doing it. Um, but anyway, stage two, you had Andre. It was, had a little bit of climbing here as a breakaway. Uh, Andreas Clone, uh, I'm sorry, Andreas Crone uh, gets up uh, over Caden Groves. Was it a break? I don't remember actually. Now this is the thing. I'm not going. No, it looks like uh, for the most part. Cron uh, gets in there, and in the leader's jersey was uh, Pickley for um, EF Education. So they already came away with a, a little bit of a su- success. Stage three, page not found. Okay, let, what just happened here? <laughs> um, okay, let's go. Stage three. There we go. Going into the results. Stage three. Uh, this is where Remco Evenepoel uh, actually springs his way over the top. Um, and they, they drop off pickily, uh, Remco goes into the yellow or to the red Jersey. Vinga goes right there on his wheel. You know, he sprinted there at the, at the bottom. There was a few little gaps coming off. Sep loses what, uh, 
10 seconds uh, at the end, kind of on the sprint. This is where Seth might want to be thinking back and saying, um, you know, little little bits here and there. When you're he and by the way, at the time he's not thinking that he's going for the overall, so he's just kind of like letting it go. Uh, another team that's coming come here is UAE. They've been looking good. So Remco gets into the lead. Then they got a sprint stage. Caden Groves comes out on top. He's really the only big sprinter, I would say, here. Uh, he comes out on top in stage four. Um, man, this is uh, this pro cycling news is really having trouble with their webpage. Okay. Try to get back in here. What do we say? Stage four, stage five. Caden Groves gets uh, gets uh, another win. Remco stays in the in the in the lead. So we got two in a row there by Caden Groves. And then stage six. And we'll I thought we'll take a look at this one. Sepkus gets off into the break. Dang, this, this website's having trouble. Uh, get not gets off into the break. There's a decent climb up the the Java Lombre. Uh, hundred and what is it, almost two hundred. Uh, 11.1 K at 7.8% uh, with a decent finish up at the top here. And uh, in the break, you have, um, let's take a look at the jumbo riders here. Team jumbo Visma. So Sepkus, Roglic, you have uh, Attila Walter. He's in the break. I think Hessink was in there and Van Barl was off. Or was it Tracknick and Van Barl? Either way, they were drilling it up there and keeping them safe. And basically when you're watching this, stage six and you see who's in the break um let's go back to uh the gc actually the stage let's go all the teams lenny martinez roman bardet Mikhail landa mark soler well poles uh rubio augusto uh christian rodriguez steph Kras, uh cepeda for for kadri rugal Santiago butrago van effelt de la cruz um, Hugh Carthy, Castro Viejo, Lopez, uh, Emmanuel Bachman, and that was that was pretty much the group that was uh, that was up the road, okay, in the break. Um, and with that, you take a look and you go, "There's only one guy that." Sh I mean, if if things are going fine, it's it's going to be a Sepkus day. None of these guys are going to be able to hold his wheel. It's a decent, difficult climb. None of these guys are going to be able to hold his wheel. And he did a great job. He said he felt great. The team worked for him. He waited till like the last, uh, I want to say about five kilometers and then just took off um, or was it, it might have been less than that and easily started to distance uh, Bardet. Uh, he had to bridge up because I think Lemmy, Rod, Rod Martinez, he's just 20 years old and, and Roman Bardet and a few others had gone kind of gone up the road. He bridged to him super quick, went straight through them. And I thought what was interesting here, um, let me pull this up here, which is if you take a look at the Strava, now look, not everyone is on Strava on the on the tour here. So, but the ones that are, this was Sepkus's time basically up the major climb. Now, the the Jep, Sepkus comes in here, he gets the win. He doesn't quite take enough over Martinez to go into the red jersey. Martinez, Lemmy Martinez actually gets that. He's with Roman Bardet. They look pretty strong, but he still puts like 30 second 26 seconds. I think he needed like 30 some to get over him. So, Sep isn't in the red, but he's very close to it. And then behind you have um, Remco, uh, Roglic, uh, uh, Vingago, and they drop. And it's Amrik uh, Moss. They end up dropping Remco. Remco has a, a tough time at the bottom, but then kind of revs it up, and he starts picking people off. So he, at the end, he only loses, I think I want to say, 20, 30 seconds, and I'll look at the full official time here, to um, to Roglic and them. Now, remember, Sepkus is in the break. 
and he's got to do all this work off the front. I, what I thought was exceptional, him being solo, was actually his time. He put 17.04, that was his time up the climb, uh, and then he ends up losing the time up the climb. Um, I think it was it was 20 or 30 seconds that Remco loses to, to Roglic. So the point is, Roglic and Vingigo go faster on the climb than Remco, obviously, but they also go a little bit faster than Sepp Kuss. But Sepp Kuss puts in a time... I mean, for everyone that has, you know, puts it over uh, Martinez, Remco, which is kind of the one I'm looking here. So he puts in a time faster than Remco. Now, granted, Remco had a bad day, but I believe when when Sepp is following wheels, he would have no time, no trouble at all doing the pace that the others had done. He was in the break. He also had to do the work himself up the climb. He breaks away. He does it attacking, and then he goes solo, and then does some hand high fiving up there. Point is, it was a very solid time for uh, Sepp Kuss. Uh, up the climb himself. Okay, so there it is. Uh, the GC then Sepp is down by eight seconds. Solaire is right on his wheels by uh, about 40 some. Uh, and you have your way on back. Remco still moving up a little bit now, had evened up himself with uh, Vingago, was just, you know, less than 10 seconds behind him. Roglic uh, at 11 seconds behind him on that. So that's stage six. Then we go to stage seven. Uh, you can see the, the profile there. It's pretty much a downhill. And uh, that soup gets that for the win. He's kind of got, uh, I don't know, like a, a, a beard that's, that's Greek-like or something. I don't know. It's, it's pretty uh, intense. Um, oh, thank you, Victor. Yeah, like and subscribe, people. Uh, share the show around. Um, soup gets the – it was supposed to be a sprint win. Caden Groves had some trouble getting kind of coordinated in there and the, the, the coming down. You know, when you have this – and probably should step back a little bit. So – the day that uh, Remco wins, he w comes over the top. It's a it's a sprint finish uh, over the top of this. Not a sprint finish, but he's spr he's sprinting. Goes over the top of the climb because um, it's a, a climbing finish. And right after the finish, there's a few hundred feet, and then it takes a, a turn to the right because there's barriers, and you just can't. The road stops there, and there's barriers up there. And Remco decides to come over the line. At least he does the smart thing of posting up after the fact. But then he's posted up, and then he's going straight, and then he crashes. He crashes into the barriers when everyone go and and then he's yelling at everyone. And I'm like, I look, I don't know what to tell you. There's barriers up there. Um, there were people in front of him, sure, like Swanyers, cameramen, and such. And he was all mad. Uh, but I don't know what the 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 officials could have done because you see right past that, they, there was car. There, you just had to go to the right. That's the way the road was. So Remco is an amazing person. He makes you. I, I want to like him. But he is so insufferable. It's it's really tough. And we'll get to another um, thing here just the next day. I think it's stage eight. Coming in here. This one had a pitch uh, up over the top. Um, and uh, Roglic gets the the win on this one um, over Evenipol and Ayuso. And this was the next day. Uh, once again, it's, there was uh, a break had been up the road. They had caught the break. Uh, Jumbo's flying in here. Sepkus loses a, just a two seconds, but he had held on pretty good. Uh, Vinga goes in here. Enric Moss, Juan Ayuso, Almeida, Soler, Wapols. Those guys are all up there looking good. Landa just loses a bit of time. Lemmy Martinez loses a bit, and this is where Sepkus gets the, uh, the, the, the red jersey. And going over the finish, they come around, and it's perfectly set up. Um, Remco had kind of drilled it into the last few hundred meters going up this climb. Remco, uh, uh, Ruglic overtakes him. And then powers through, and uh, coming across the line, he you know kind of looks down. There's no one coming by him, so he posts up. This is where Remco freaks out afterwards. He could see the look on his face of stunned. He thought there was a group up the road. Now, 
He says, it could have been my, my management told me, but I didn't hear it. Uh, could have been. Uh, but I thought there was a group up there. And then he goes on to say, he goes, I, I would have won because uh, Roglic's sprint was weak. It was. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I once again, I want to like you. And then you're this one of these biggest dicks. Uh, maybe it's a language thing, but I don't think so. I think he's he look. Uh, I first came across him uh, when the Norway uh, World Championships were going on, and he was a junior. And I looked up his stats. He won that race handily as a to be a world champion. But it it had been like a, some fifty some races he had done that year. He'd won like fifty five races. He had won fifty or fifty seven, and he'd won fifty. It was a ridiculous conversion rate of doing races and winning. So. And then he is an exceptional pro. I mean, he's got the world championships in the road. He's now got the world championships in the time trial. He's won the Volta. He's won Liège. He's won San Sebastian. You know, the guy is is clocking it up, and he's really good. But he's also never understood anything but being the guy. So um, he's kind of got a dick mentality. Um, and he's in the last few days, some of the things he said, and like I said, I want to like him. But just some of the things he says. So, hey, I would have won, but, uh, you know, Remco, because uh, uh, Roglic was, uh, his sprint wasn't even good. And I'm like, Roglic might not have, he might have kicked again. He, it looked like he had it won. Okay. Next day we come in, there's another top mountaintop finish. This one is just more Vuelta stuff where there was rain on the road uh, up to the final climb and there was dirt and mud and they were, truck was stuck there earlier and they're actually worried about that. So they moved the time. That was going to be taken uh, down to 2.05 kilometers, like 50 meter, two kilometers plus 50 meters down the road. So two, anyway, 2.5. No, not even 2.5. 2.05. So, uh, or maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I'm having a tough time. Uh, the point is that it was just 50 meters before the two kilometer line, and which is just it was 05. I think. Uh, so, and it was also a weird thing because there's a kilometer anyway. So, uh, the main break goes up the road. Leonard Kamna destroys everybody that's in that break. He uh, wins it outright. It was really good to see him at Bora. But then from the main group, uh, as they're coming up to the two kilometer line, Roglic attacks and it looks like he's attacking and making a break. But remember, he's only going to ride to the finish line. Now he rides hard and gets a few second gap to the two kilometer line, but they took it right before then. Uh, and then it was took forever for them to figure it out. In the end, he didn't get any time over. Um, he didn't get any time over. Uh, and look, even the times here. See, it's all mixed up because this is the time that then everyone sits up and they go across the finish line. So it shows their time placing across the actual finish line. But then their times are all screwy. Like 316 here, Vingago, but it's 325 to Kus. So Sep Kus lost a little bit. He was struggling to get up and over. And um, <clears throat> uh, just or he just got a little bit of a break here uh, between daylight, and so there was a few seconds here, no second time bonus or time differences between those guys. Coming into the time trial, what you have was uh, two hundred or two minutes something uh, from Sepkus to uh, Remco. That's the big player there. Uh, two twenty-five, I want to say, and then it was like two thirty to um, to Vingago. You know, let's actually just go back. Going on to stage nine, let's look at the GC. He has 43 seconds over Solaire, which would be trouble. Minute two over Lemmy Martinez, probably not a problem. 222 to Remco, 229 to Landa, not worried about that one. 229 to Roglic, 
233 to Bingago. And another one to be kind of concerned of here is Ayuso and Almeida, 250, 243. This is a decent amount that they let uh, Sepp Kuss get up the road on. Uh, Enric Moss, I think Sepp is going to time trial better than then. Uh, also uh, better than Hugh Carthy. So with this in mind, everyone's like, oh, he's going to lose seven seconds a kilometer. He's going to get blown out. And, you know, I had, <clears throat> I've talked about this before with Sepp Kuss, talking about him being able to hold on to his top 10 even, <clears throat> the fact that he doesn't time trial all that bad. When you look at him, and he's had several time trials where he's actually put in time, uh, and he said he's never gone full gas in a time trial, but he's put out times that are similar to some actually good TT riders. So, you know, you're looking at top 20s in the Tour de France, and you're like, okay, well, he's not so bad. Uh, top six in, I think it was sixth place in the Giro, like I said. So with that in mind, it wasn't out of, contention that he should be able to do something well and he actually does here he 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 surprises everybody oops let's go back to the time trial not today's stage he surprises everybody but ghana comes into the hot seat he blows uh, everybody apart uh, the hot seat had been uh filled previously by uh stefan bessinger uh, and then a few other guys had kind of clipped in here uh, but uh, Filippo ghana put up the big time and then was looking to see who was going to be kind of um slotted in second it's Catano had been up here um but the big uh Yao Meda had come in here 50 seconds short uh Vlasov put a good time at a 52 seconds short um also uh Oliveira at minute 12 but one of the big hitters the first one to come in was Roglic uh he puts in 36 seconds uh down from Philip Agana and, and the time trials the, the time checks had showed he was 10 seconds up on Remco on the first one, or one second off. I think there were 10 seconds and 11 seconds down from Philip Ogana. And then he started to lose 9, 10 seconds to Remco as he was coming in. He puts in 36. Remco gets uh, 20 seconds on him, uh, loses 16 seconds to Ghana. Like I said, Jao made a 50 seconds. That's a solid ride. Same with Vlasov. Juan Ayuso with a 111 down from Mark Soler, which was uh, in second place, that was a concern because you'd think that he might be able to barnstorm Sepp Kuss and put over on him. But in the end, Vingago uh, loses 118. He's not quite where he was on the Tour de France, obviously, but which is just over the top of Bessinger, which is EF Education's um, you know time trial specialist. Castro Viejo, who's won nothing but time trials in his career, uh, was a 124. And then right behind him was Steph, uh, Sepp Kuss, 129. 13th place, but more importantly, we can take a look here at um, how you matched up time-wise. So, does um, this do the time? There was one, uh, you used to be able to do, let's uh, go GC, there we go. Time one loss. So, Soler puts on 16 seconds to um, Sep, but he only loses 113 to Remco. He loses 53 to Primos. He gains a minute on Martinez. He loses 39 to Jaumita. He loses uh, 11 seconds to Jonas, 18 to Ayuso, puts on 17 to um, uh, Moss, loses 37 to Vlasov. And then and then besides the people that are down here that you don't care about, um, Castro Viejo, Mate uh, Oliver Nelson, another time trial specialist, uh, or Philip Ogana. You're putting up time to everybody. So solid work by Sepp Kuss, not what you would maybe have expected. So then what, what you have with the time here is 26 seconds over Solaire. I think in the long run, Sepp is going to be able to distance him. 
The concern is those coming up from behind, which is Remco at a minute nine. So now Remco is set to have to put a minute and nine on one of the best climbers in the world over the next few weeks. Like I said, the best thing Remco has going for him is the fact that he didn't even do a full tour to uh, full Giro this year. You know, he went did uh, six, seven, eight, some stages, got sick, came out. Now he's been able to prepare. Same with Remco or Roglic put in the whole time, but now he's been able to, you know, recover from there. I'm not as worried about Vingago. I think Vingago might end up turning into a uh, super domestique uh, for this. So let's just take a look here what we have. Um, then today's stage, uh, it was pretty boring. Harada comes in the win. I I'll just say this about Garrett Thomas gets up in a break with Filippo Ghana, and I think they play that wrong. Ghana, if I look back at his, he's won uh, or got fourth place in San Juan stage uh, down in South America to Remco in a big climbing uh, fiasco or thing that took place. He can do that. He's won some a few mountainous stages in a break uh, at, uh, I think it was the Giro, uh, the, the the COVID Giro a few years ago. So he can go up the hill. And so he comes into the bottom of the climb and he just puts on the, the works, destroys everybody, uh, has Garrett Thomas and, and um, Haedo, Gregory, uh, Andreas Krohn, Caicedo, uh, Sanchez, Millard, Prudhomme, a few of these guys gets rid of everybody else, and then Casado uh, comes over the top, tries to attack. Now, Ghana gets uh, – he gets he sits up in a sense. He gets dropped from these guys as they're going back and forth. Suddenly, though, he comes back to the group right before the end, and it's pretty steep. And then um, Garrett Thomas hits the front, tries to bring his boys uh, – or tries to bring um, Casado back. Uh, they kind of do. Cron's uh, up there in the end. Jesus Harada attacks kind of a late, steep part gets a little bit distance on Roman Gregory and Andreas Krohn and Casado and then Garrett Thomas coming in fifth. I think um, they could have uh, had Philip Ogana maybe attack at the bottom and seen what he has done just simply because he's done those kind of things before. Garrett Thomas said he didn't have good legs, but they thought this was maybe the best. Probably was. Um, either way, I just didn't it, – it's the good old days. The, the, the race, it was not your, you know, the tourmalade or something like this where you're going to just destroy everybody. Uh, with the, the distance and the climb. So it, they need a little bit different uh, tactics and just didn't quite uh, work out. Um, so let's go into what we have coming up the next few days. Tomorrow, it's going to be likely a sprinting stage. I mean, there's a little bit of a climb here in the middle. There's a bonus and then it's all downhill. You should be able to see that or a breakaway. And by the way, coming into today, the way that they had it, where um, the, the whole GC just sits up, there was nothing that really happens. Uh, Remco kind of attacked right near the, the end, and Sepp was boom on his wheel. Uh, once again, I think that just plays into the Sepp Kuz cards because it's just one less day that you have put him, you haven't put him under pressure. One less day for him and the team to try to figure out what's going on. So it was just uh, Sepp Kuz put out a lot of effort that he's not used to yesterday in the time trial. And as he said, he goes, look, I started to hurt, and typically I'm just like, oh, I just back it off. It's a time trial. Nope, he didn't do it. He pushed through it, and then he did well. One more day that he can recover from that. You know, we've seen that with um, uh, what's his name, uh, <laughs> Sudol's teammate uh, Julian Alaphilippe a few years ago, where he destroyed everybody in the time trial on the Tour de France, and then the next day he just he can't handle it. So, uh, thanks for live streaming, Tyler Yonke. You're welcome, Victor. Um, so, I think it plays into the fact it's just one last day that uh, that. Um, Remco didn't take advantage because once again, you've got a fatigue factor that might play into it for 
uh, SEP, which is the three grand tours. The more you hit him, the more he might start to be chipping away. You saw a few little cracks in his armor, but I think those are different kind of races. His steep little finishes like today would have been. You might have put him in and got a few seconds out of him, whereas when you have in stages that it's a like tourmalet and what we're going to see, the Angrelu, I just don't know that that's going to be um, you know much to your advantage. So that's tomorrow. Then we got Formigal to the over the Colonel Tourmalet. This is going to be a big one. They stop here, stop here at the Portalette. I mean, that's that goes immediately it's like out of the box at Cat Three, and then they do an HC over there. Bisque, this is very Tour de France. Uh, then the Spandelaise, and then up the Tourmalet to finish it in France. Yeah. So um, this will was Formigal. Formigal was the finish I think a few years ago. Why don't I say 2016, where it was a super short stage at the Vuelta. Chris Froome is in the lead. And everybody hits him immediately, and he loses the Tour de France or the, the Vuelta that year due to the fact that uh, they stole a bunch of time from him. A super short stage. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was Formigal. We can uh, we can double check that. But uh, if someone wants to go into corrections from me and uh, verify, that'd be great. I think it was 2016 now, um, which meant who won? I don't know. Was it a Yates? Was it uh, Chavez? Someone like that. Then you get the next day here, uh, another climb up the La Beluga. Um, got an HC as well, two of them, two HCs, and then a Cat 1 finish. So this will be, um, you know, look, this weekend's going to be uh, great watching. Stage 15, not so much. So let's go back here. What's today? Today is stage 11. This is Wednesday, stage 12, it's Thursday, stage 13, uh, Friday. So Friday is going to be the Tourmalet. And then Saturday, uh, there you go. So Saturday and then uh, Sunday, not so much. I mean, this is going to be a breakaway. Then it'll be a rest day. <clears throat> then you're going to come in here uh, right after the rest day. It's much like today's stage where it's nothing. And then 4.9 4 kilometers, 8.8. Uh, .8, and that might, depending on what happens over the weekend, that might be a nothing or a breakaway day. Uh, then the Angrelu. So the Angrelu is going to come in here on what, what a week from today, Wednesday, and that one, once again, I, I reference back to the 2020 stage where Sepp Kuss was just babying Roglic all the way up that climb. Um, Roglic, uh, Sepp was fine. He lost 23 seconds, I think, on the day to Hugh Carthy uh, with Roglic, but looked perfectly well in control. So uh, I expect to see more good stuff out of him. So you got the Angerlou on the Wednesday. Then you got <laughs> – this is ridiculous. This Thursday uh, – the Lenars, I know they've done that one before, and that's uh, 8.3 at 8.5, but you got a Cat 1 that's brutal before that, 10.3%. Um, uh, cat 3, a 9.4, uh, an 8.5, Cat 1, a Cat 2. That's that's a brutal day uh, a week from Thursday. <clears throat> then you're going to get Friday. It's a sprint stage. Saturday, uh, some mountains. It's still a chance. I mean, look at this one. A 3, 3, 3, 3, 3. That's five threes and then not even halfway through and then three 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 is it a circuit maybe it's a circuit um that's uh, it might be a circuit race there but that's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten cat threes so it looks like it's uh are they going over the same one i don't think it uh i don't see them repeated so uh, uh maybe there's lorenzo lorenzo i don't know yeah uh i can't really tell doesn't look like it so that's going to be brutal. That's Saturday, and then Sunday comes in for the last one. Boom, boom, boom. Wow, that's uh, – I'm trying to 
play this uh, song here, and I don't think it's really going through. All right, well, everybody, that's what, that's what I have today. So we'll get we'll try to do a few of these, depending on how my week is, depending on how my back is. Uh, do a few little, <clears throat> excuse me, a few little podcasts for y'all. Uh, Sapkusto, I think there's a good chance that he's uh, going to do well. It will be once again. We got to go through a few days, see how he's going, and once again, I think. Uh, the, the possibility might problem might be that it comes into the fact that he's done three grand tours but he said he said already i feel better than i have all year <laughs> pretty great to see uh okay thanks everybody all right gold member don't play the laughing boy <laughs> there are only two things i can't stand in this world people who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. What? 